Hey, my peachy friends out there in podcast land, this is Sarah Giovanetti Mobley coming at you from the Peachy Girl podcast. So I have been doing this podcast for a hot minute now, and the point of doing this podcast was really to instill self-care and self-development into... I guess the people who follow me or the people who are interested in my life and, you know, my career and what I'm doing, I find that, you know, as an entrepreneur and as, you know, a business leader, I get so many questions all the time from people. And a lot of times people are, you know, asking me, you know, just for example, like, how do I start a business? And I would say the number one thing that is often overlooked is, you know, you might want to consider, say, at least get um, your associates in business because there is a certain baseline of information that you need to have as a business owner, right? And I know that there's like a lot of you know, people online trying to sell like coaching programs and things like that. And it's kind of that Insta culture that everybody is subscribing to because, you know, you have, you know, 24 hour, you know, Walgreens you can go to and, you know, you can watch something on TikTok for 30 seconds and think you know how to build a house, right? But there's a certain amount of baseline information that you need to have. And I definitely would say I felt confident opening um, my first salon after I did get my associates in business because I did have just a baseline of information, right? So I had to take accounting one, accounting two, right? So that, you know, every year when I have to do, you know, my own bookkeeping, my own taxes, like, I have a baseline of information and it's not like I'm in the dark about something. So of course, I'm not an accountant by any stretch of the imagination, but I have a baseline of information. I also learned about LLCs, S-Corps, you know, C-Corps, and you learn about the advantages, disadvantages, like you have to take a whole entire course and, you know, you learn about management, you learn about ethics, like there's so much. And so you're like, oh, okay. I'm feeling pretty confident right now, (laughs) you know, um, that I have this, excuse me, baseline of information. And not only that, but, you know, when you're in college, you have to submit, uh, you know, a written test every week. Like, I mean, I had to do tests. I had to do essays, nine page essays weekly. I, you know, I also had to do research. I had to read books. So you get in the habit of being disciplined on the mental and logical front, right? Because I believe like that's what college kind of teaches you. It teaches you to be more disciplined with independent learning, studying, um, critical thinking, and also like just basic reading and writing. And those are skill sets that you need for a business. So, you know, if you're a business owner or entrepreneur, you definitely need the skill sets of being able to, you know, read and write and research and having uh, critical thinking abilities and to also know how to, you know, manage people. I had to take a psychology class, right? So you so like again, you're getting this baseline of information. 
And there's a lot of uh, skill sets that you will learn. You'll also learn patience, right? So, you know, a business isn't built overnight, right? It's built over a long period of time, right? Um, if you want to have a sustainable business, right? So anyone can post CEO and make themselves look incredibly great on, you know, on Instagram, but can we see those tax returns at the end of the year? <laughs> can we see how long they've been in business, right? So, um, you know, most businesses, you know, go out of business within a period of 10 years, right? So you really have to, you know, first and foremost, have a baseline of information. And, you know, you really want to be able to, um, you know, be competent in the area that you're going to be in. So, of course, I have my associate's degree in business. And then on top of that, I have my esthetician's license, my esthetician teacher's license, my advanced esthetician's license, and massage therapy license. So these are all the things that I've gotten over the years that have given me more competence in my field and just a baseline of information for me to feel uh, confident and competent in my field of expertise. And I'm constantly learning, constantly, you know, reading books on my industry so that I can be an expert in my field, right? And I believe like that's the goal. You know, the goal should be to really find some sort of industry that you resonate with, that you're passionate about. And then spend a lifetime journey of trying to be an expert in that field, right? And, and hopefully it brings you joy and it brings you some passion. Like today, I just had an interview with a young lady from Nepal and she brought her husband with her um, to the interview. And I had a nice interview with them. And, you know, it was just nice to see that she was very passionate about her field. You know, she was showing me pictures of the makeup she did. Even she had did some henna. And, you know, you could see, you know, talking about, you know, threading and waxing and facials. It just lit her up. You know, she really loved it. She enjoyed it. So, you know, she's someone I'm definitely considering hiring because that's kind of what I look for. You want to look for someone who, you know, when they talk about, you know, the industry or what they're doing, they kind of light up a little bit, <laughs> right? Even if I'm hiring someone for the front desk, it's like, I want to see, like, do, do they truly love interacting with people or do they love like merchandising and, and putting, you know, products on the shelves and making sure there's like a really nice environment, right? So when someone truly loves what they do, truly, then you're going to see the difference, right? Because love is the difference maker, <laughs> right? So when someone's just not happy, you know, with their job or they're just doing it for the money, it shows in the quality of their work. And so I would just encourage people that even if you are working somewhere where Maybe it's not your passion, right? Well, I would just encourage you to learn to love it until you, you know, get to your next phase of life, right? Because while you're working where you're working, you are establishing uh, a reputation for yourself. You know, you're establishing a brand for yourself. And if you're the person who's always, you know, one light on, one light off, then people that you serve are going to know that, right? So no matter where you are, it's always the best to show up as your best self, right? And to, um, you know, try to find how you can bring value in, in, 
your personal gift, you know? So if you're someone who has a bubbly personality, well, try to make people have a smile on their face during the day, right? Where you're working, right? And it's gonna make a better working environment and it's gonna make life easier for the people, you know, that you work with, right? So that's just like a little suggestion. And I guess the reason why I kind of got on this whole entire topic of, I guess, you know, business and entrepreneurship is because, you know, I did have someone message me um, on Instagram and they were like, not Instagram, Facebook. And they were like, oh, you know, Sarah, I want you to mentor me, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm busy running salons. <laughs> like, you know, when I was younger and I was like, you know, kind of a solopreneur and I was just doing like makeup, it was easy easier for me to like say coach, mentor people or do like makeup classes. But now that I'm running a business, like, you know, I'm like elbows deep in work every single day, like trying to, you know, run and operate my salons, you know, the best that I can. So, but I did make a suggestion, you know, I said, you know, I would suggest going to school for business. I mean, I know a lot of people that I know personally who do run successful businesses. They even have their, uh, their MBA, they have a master's in business. And uh, Wharton School of Business is right around the corner from one of our salons in Philadelphia. And so we get a lot of those students coming in all the time. So it's really cool to talk with some of them. And I mean, the best of the best go to the Wharton School of Business. I believe Donald Trump's daughter uh, went there and graduated. I know um, there's a lot of, you know, very famous people and business owners that have gone to Wharton School of Business and it's really like top notch. So I would just encourage people to, you know, don't listen to all the gurus and coaches online. A lot of times those people haven't even run a successful business, but they're ready to sell you, um, you know, (laughs) on their coaching program and how you're going to run a business and they haven't even run one, right? So I would encourage anyone who is truly thinking about, you know, getting into business, I would definitely say, you know, you know, get uh, get an accounting degree, a business degree, because you really are going to kind of have the lights turned on, right? And you're going to look at things more objectively and logically and not emotionally, right? Because, you know, running a business, you don't want to be feeling your way around. You really want to be um, making decisions that are based in, you know, logic and knowledge. So, I mean, I know there's several business gurus um, online I've seen, and they're all like knocking college, but I do believe that there is a value to going to college. You don't have to go somewhere where you're paying a ton of money. You still can get the same knowledge right? And information from going to like a local community college or going to college online. It's what you get out of it. If you're putting your all into it, it doesn't matter the brand name of the college you go to. Definitely shop around, but you de- there's definitely a value to it because you're learning valuable skill sets. And that's patience, that's discipline, persistence, determination, and again, you're getting a baseline of information that is definitely going to make you more competence, and competence definitely makes you more confident, right? So, you know, I I started out my career, you know, 15 years 
I was a makeup artist, you know, and I worked for, you know, corporate clients. I worked for celebrities. I did stage productions, fashion shows. I worked for the casinos in Atlantic City. I did pageants. I mean, you name it, I did it. (laughs) I did a ton of weddings too. It was really, really fun. And then, um, you know, once I went to college and got my business degree, my aesthetics license, then I'm like, okay, now I'm feeling, you know, pretty good to say, I want to launch this career as a salon owner. And it's been very, very challenging. It's very different from, you know, just me working by myself with my own clients, you know, so now I have to have more leadership and management skill sets because I have to run a team and we have multiple locations. So it's definitely drawing on different skill sets of mine um, that I didn't even know I had. And I've, you know, I've had to develop that. So it's really the easiest thing in the world for me is to see clients (laughs) and make them happy and do a great job and get like a five-star review, right? That is light work. (laughs) That is light work, right? But definitely trying to train other people, you know, get those other people on on the same page as you, right? And, and getting them to want to work for you and work in your environment, right? And then you have to deal with, you know, the, you know, the personality clashes and things happen and sometimes employees leave and sometimes they come back. And so there's just a lot of moving parts going on all the time. And that's what led me on my spiritual path because basically it's like, okay, I got to have faith. <laughs> For me to be doing this, I need faith. And so I really started down um, my spiritual path and really learning to like, okay, you know, I go for really uh, doubling down on self-care. That's why I do this podcast. You know, I go walking in the woods and nature, you know, it just helps me calm down. I talked about the red light therapy that I do. You know, I pray, I meditate, I journal. So I really have a whole system for myself that I use to make sure that I can handle the stress that comes along with running a business because running a business definitely gives you stress and anxiety. So, you know, developing myself spiritually and having a sacred self-care practice has definitely allowed me to be able to handle the weight of, you know, um, being a leader, right? And I, I, always say, I always say to my manager, heavy, heavy is the head that wears the crown. You know, a lot of people want the title, but when you're a leader, it is a lot of responsibility, a lot of responsibility. And everyone's looking for you, to you, to make sure you're doing the right thing all the time. And you're the one that's under the microscope, right? And a lot of times if something goes wrong, it is, it is your fault technically because you're, you know, the, the one running the show, right? So it's a very difficult situation to be in when, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of, you know, sometimes you're dealing with all the negative stuff all the time, right? So, you know, like I said, again, when I was just working as a technician, you know, you're seeing clients, you're making them happy, <laughs> And it's, it's light work. That is so easy, you know, and I loved it. Right. But, you know, I'm definitely up to the challenge, um, for my, uh, new uh, role that I'm in, you know, and it's just part of my journey, right? The journey I've been on, cause I've been in my industry for, you know, 25 years. So, you know, I worked as a technician and now I moved into, you know, management now leadership, right? Salon owner, 
So this is the journey and the path I'm on. And I'm really able to rise to the challenge because like I said on my Instagram post that I just posted, I have such depth of knowledge in my industry, right? So even when we opened the salon, like the first thing we did was like eyebrow mapping, right? And I did that for 15 years as a makeup artist. You know, I was shaping and waxing eyebrows and getting those eyebrows on point for that beautiful makeup, you know? So it's like all these skill sets I was able to transfer over to, you know, the salon. You know, the clients I had as a makeup artist, they transferred over to the salon, right? So it was, it was it's just been this beautiful journey of me staying in one profession, a career, a passion for such a long time, right? You know, um, I don't uh, technically work as a technician anymore, but I will see clients um, from the salon sometimes if there's like an emergency, somebody's got to go on vacation and they need a last minute wax or, you know, sometimes things happen where the schedule gets messed up. So I will see clients in our corporate office for that. And what's great about the fact that I'm an esthetician is the fact that, you know, if I do need to see clients or if there's some sort of emergency, I can always fill in and I know how to do all these services amazingly well. You know, I teach everybody how to do it. So that's a great thing. I think that gives me, um, you know, a real competitive edge as far as, you know, running our salons because, you know, I know this industry through and through. I have such depth of knowledge and I know how to do all the services and I really know how to make the clients happy. And so it's me trying to instill in the employees that work for me, I'm trying to transfer that confidence, that competence into them and make them feel like they can do this, right? And I think that I've done that, you know, over the past 10 years, you know, anyone who's worked for me has definitely had to come up, you know, they've bought homes, cars, you know, they've gone on to do great things because they were given an opportunity, you know, to work uh, at our salon, you know what I mean? And so, you know, and so that's something that, you know, really puts a smile on my face because I know that if someone comes and works for our salon, they're definitely going to improve the quality of their life, right? So, um, and so this this journey of mine is, you know, ongoing journey. <laughs> you know, I wake up every day and I'm like, okay, what's going to happen today? You know, and I just roll up my sleeves and I'm, um, and I'm ready to tackle whatever needs to be tackled. And, um, and I can do that because, you know, I know my industry so well. And I've been in my industry for so long. You know, um, and the other thing that happens in our industry, too, is a lot of, um, like, new services will come out. And then so you kind of have to learn about those services. So just for me, you know, I started out doing makeup. And then airbrush makeup came out. So I'm like, okay. So I had to learn airbrush makeup because everybody wanted that. Um, airbrush tanning, I had to learn that. That was really hot with all the brides that I would do. Um, then they came out with eyelash extensions where I, I was never really into eyelash extensions, but I learned how to do it. Then they came out with like microblading. Again, I, I, I'm not really into microblading, but I still learned how to do it because I still want to know how to do these different services to say, you know, is that something I want to do or not? But what I generally like to do in my industry of aesthetics is I love doing makeup. I love doing eyebrows. Um, I love doing facials and waxing, like skincare. I love all that. You know, I did get my uh, massage um, 
license as well. Um, but I mainly got that massage license so I could just do facials better. So those are the things that I like to do. And what's really cool about our industry is that like, you know, you can do your makeup and hair really cool, you know, so you can show up and have like a style and edge, you know, it's more relaxed and you can still make amazing money in our industry. I mean, there's people who make six figures working as estheticians, you know, but now these are people who, you know, been in the industry for a long time. (laughs) You know, you don't walk out of beauty school and make that, you know, you really have to be amazing at what you do and you have to have work ethic, right? So, you know, if you're someone who's a Brazilian waxer and you're really slow, you know, um, and you know, you, I mean, for good or bad, some people just like to talk and so their appointments are longer. But if you're someone who has like incredible work ethic and you can get people in and out all day long and still do a quality job, like you're going to be making amazing money, you know? It's just like anything, right? So, but this industry has definitely been um, quite a journey. I love it. The only other thing I like just as much as the industry I'm in is fitness. <laughs> you know, as you guys know, I, I used to compete in fitness shows and things like that, but it all kind of works together. It's like, this is like the wellness and health and beauty industry, I believe is like one, you know, and that's why I'm like a self-care advocate. Because even as a woman, you know, you taking care of yourself, doing your hair, your makeup and nails, just doing that into that, that's every day, that's self-investment, right? And that's going to make you feel good, right? And then you get your services done, your waxing, right? Whatever it is, your lashes, you work out, you eat healthy, it's all self-investment, right? And so when you invest in yourself, you're going to just love yourself more and you're going to be able to show up as a better version of yourself. And that's what I'm always trying to preach to people, especially women, right? Because a lot of times we're the mothers, the caretakers, the nurses, we're we're the ones carrying the emotional burdens of families. We do a lot on top of working. So I strongly advocate for um, self-care and also for, you know, the men to take care of themselves too. So then that, that they're less of a burden on their families when they're taking care of themselves. You know, I've seen people who have like diabetes and they just don't even take care of themselves and they're such a burden on their family. So I'm always preaching self-care because when you take care of yourself, you're less of a burden in your work environment, you're less of a uh, burden in your family environment, in your community environment, to your nation, everything. So I always, always encourage people, take care of yourselves and um, through self-care. And that's why I'm truly in this industry because you know, I, I started off where I just wanted women to look and feel beautiful right? That's what I wanted more than anything. And then it evolved, you know, through fitness and me going on my journey to really evolving into self-care. Like everyone, the more you take care of yourself, right? And self-invest, the better you feel, the better you can show up, right? And you can be an asset instead of a liability. So anyway, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, business, entrepreneurship, and self-care. And I hope you guys have a beautiful week.